Hey, business owners, ever wondered what happens when you take a payment? Well, there's a whole world of transactions powered by Elevon. Whether it's through currency converting, security asserting, business supporting, real-time reporting, e-com providing, or expert advising, <laughs> Elevon supports all payments for your business. To find out more, visit elevon.ie. Elevon, your world of payments. Elevon Financial Services, DAC trading as Elevon Merchant Services, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The Big Tech Show brought to you by Elevon. Elevon makes payment taking simple, freeing you up to focus on your business. You take on the world, they'll take care of the payments. See elevon.ie for more. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. Square can help with your business needs from payments and menu management to online ordering. Visit square.com for more. Now, is the Elon Musk-Mark Zuckerberg fight the cringiest thing the tech world has seen this year? I mean, prurience aside, does it have any signals for what's happening with the companies involved? Well, with a heavy heart, let's talk about this car crash, Tabitha Monaghan. Um... I don't even know where to start. In fact, I do know where to start. Just a quick shout out to GTech, the co-working facility here in Belmullet, for hosting me this week. In other words, in this room with good Wi-Fi and a coffee for podcasts. Um, quick shout out to them before we start. Um, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, where am I going to start with this? One? I think we'll go back to your intro and answer the question, is it the cringiest thing we've seen in tech all year? I think so. I cringe. I was looking over this at the tweets, the the text messages that Elon was posting on X now, formerly Twitter. It's just so many levels of cringe. And I think I, I what do you think of it? Well, I, I guess we should go back and explain to the one percent of people who haven't been following this what actually happened here and, and why we're talking about this um first of all the legitimacy legitimacy of it elon musk is the owner of twitter he's he, the controller of tesla spacex Neuralink. he's an important person he's someone who a lot of people uh, look up to he's also the richest man in the world and in june he put it out there that he would be up for a quote-unquote cage match with Mark Zuckerberg if Zuckerberg was. And Zuckerberg, who is a trained MMA fighter at this point, who has won jiu-jitsu competitions, responded with a screenshot um, to Musk's tweet saying, send me location. And that launched this whole thing, this whole mania of a cage fight between uh, the two of them. Um, and that was in June. Now, since then, we've had escalation after escalation. Probably the biggest one came in July when Threads launched with, with the Instagram spinoff. And that really annoyed Elon Musk because it looked like uh, Twitter. And more importantly, it took a lot of share initially, initially from Twitter. And Elon Musk started tweeting things like, and I'm quoting here, Zuck is a cook. And then he proposed in what was arguably the low point of this whole soap opera, I'm quoting here, Musk tweeted that he wanted a literal dick measuring contest. That's a quote. That's me quoting Elon Musk's uh, a tweet there. Um, then there was a, a date actually proposed 
August 26, Mark Zuckerberg proposed uh, this date, but Elon Musk immediately responded by saying that he might need an MRI and he might need surgery and shoulder and he, issues. He to, yeah, he started to backtrack, and we all started to get the the feeling that maybe Elon Musk was just all mouth. Well, we know he's all mouth, but that he on this issue he was he was all mouth. He then came back and said that there was a chance it might be held in the Colosseum in Rome. So epic uh, location. He said he had spoken to the Prime Minister of Italy and the Culture Ministry and that um, that that this was possibly on. This immediately was news to Mark Zuckerberg and his entire team. They had hoped that this would be for charity from Meta's point of view. The whole purpose of this, the only legitimacy this could have would be if the money went to charity and the, the way that Musk was proposing it, it wouldn't uh, go to to charity. And then I suppose the last bit of the timeline of, of explaining where we've come from happened this weekend, where Elon Musk started bizarrely tweeting things about doxing Mark Zuckerberg. And he, he asked him whether he wanted to do a practice bout at Zuckerberg's house. And we know all of this because... Walter Isaacson, who is Elon Musk's biographer for an upcoming uh, biography on, on the man himself, scared, he shared a screenshot of that text, of the private text exchange uh, between them. Um, now, Zuckerberg declined this. It's, in other words, he was, he was talking about literally just driving up to the house and having a practice fight with, uh, with Zuckerberg. Um, Zuckerberg declined. Um, and at that point, he said, look, on threads, Zuckerberg uh, posted that, and I'm quoting, I think we can all agree Elon isn't serious and it's time to move on. Elon won't confirm a date, then says he needs surgery. And now he asks to do a practice round in my backyard instead. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date and official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, time to to move on. Uh, And at that point, Elon Musk started to Harrison Moore and uh, on Monday night he said he was going to drive up to, he tweeted he was going to drive up to um, Zuck's house and live stream the whole thing and that if Mark Zuckerberg opened the door that the fight would be on. Anyway, I think I've, have I caught you up on on all the details? Uh, All all the details that we know that are out there in fact, but I think our conversation Mm. now tends to go a little bit into the the realm of speculation because that's all we can do with this. The fight hasn't happened. They, you know, as you said, Musk is trying to by the looks of it, trying to back out of it. There's not going to be a fight. But when this came out in June, I remember we spoke about this. You never thought that this was going to go ahead. No, I, I thought that Elon Musk was just, uh, this is classic edgelord behavior. You know that term edgelord that people often use? It, it's a classic example of someone saying something like, I'm coming to your house to fight you. There's an edge to it. There's a, there's, there's a creepy edge to it, a stalker edge to it. But he's doing it in such a way that right afterwards, if he's called out in it, he can he always reserves the option of throwing his hands up and saying, ah, it was all just a joke. Yes. It's edgelord stuff. It's borderline dangerous. Um, It's the kind of thing where we know that he has hundreds of thousands of uh, slavish fans, including quite a few thousand in this country, by the way. Um, They they tend to be uh, Tesla diehard. They identify themselves with their car um, and they will still defend Elon all the way. 
uh, on this. And those kind of people will turn up at somebody's house or they'll they'll gang up online on them. So it's very kind of weird behavior from Elon Musk. Um, but the fight's not going to happen. No. I mean, there's no question about it. And, and by the way, there's a good reason for Elon Musk to, to not do this fight. He would get the shit beaten out of him. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg has actually legitimately won a jiu-jitsu tournament. Oh, yeah. He has been training with MMA fighters for the last two years. And you've seen the photographs of him during his training and that and how much of a, a sports bro he's become rather than the tech bro. And that, I mean, he's he's absolutely gone all in on the training. There is the age thing as well. Zuckerberg's 39, Musk is 52. Not that you really need to necessarily read into that if Musk mm. has been training as well, which he says that he hasn't in that text message. He said he hasn't really been doing any training. But what do you think was the motivation but behind Musk putting this out there in the first place? Back in June, he just decided this is this is something I'm going to throw out there. Was it all a marketing thing? What do you think was going on there? I don't think it was as calculating as that at all because Musk doesn't really need that much marketing. Yeah. He, you know, whatever he does and says, he, he attracts an awful lot of attention anyway. I think Musk did it partially for the crack and partially because he's a little bit of a bully who thinks that if he says something or thinks... Uh, or, you know, he, he can actuate something by just thinking about it. And he has just bitten off way more than he can chew. We, we saw this when he was trying to buy Twitter in the first place. He initially proposed a price and then he spent months and months trying to back out of it because he knew that he had screwed up and that sowed the seeds for all of the, uh, the financial damage that's being doing, done to Twitter or X at the moment because he paid too much for it and he can't afford uh, to run it. It's it's losing an awful lot of money. It's probably headed into bankruptcy um, at some point in the next uh, two or three years. But it's just striking that here's a guy, Elon Musk, who if you remember the controversy over the Elon jet last year. So there was an account that used to track where Elon Musk's jet was going. Okay. Uh, because there was such interest in who he was meeting, where he was going, could it spark any interest in any deals. And Elon Musk, he took it off the platform and he accused it of, you know, offering assassination coordinates as to where he was going. Well, now, fast forward a year, and he's literally talking about live streaming a car journey up to Mark Zuckerberg's house and, you know, broadcasting it in public view all over the world and doesn't see anything wrong with it. So you're talking about a guy here who just doesn't think that the rules apply to him. So what was his motivation for starting all of this? He thought he could just bully his way into a dominant position online with Mark Zuckerberg and he's having his ass absolutely handed to him. Apparently, this rivalry goes back quite a few years as well. I was reading mm. in the Financial Times. They always hated each other. One of a top tech investor who know both who knew both said that Zuckerberg uh, was furious in 2016 mm. when a SpaceX rocket carrying a satellite linked to a Facebook initiative blew up, and then in 2018 right. when hashtag delete Facebook. This is so childish. This bit in 2018 when hashtag delete Facebook began to trend during the Cambridge Analytica scandal, uh, Musk joked what's Facebook it's just it, yeah. it's always been that childish kind of rivalry there for for a few years as well so I think that probably definitely playing into it as well yeah it is and um I think Elon Musk thinks it's funny 
I mean, I think he thinks this whole... I think, he, I think that Musk thinks that Mark Zuckerberg is a robotic type of figure who has difficulties communicating, appears to some people at some times to sort of be on the spectrum. And you will sometimes see some gentle mockery of Mark Zuckerberg for that. But the more that's accepted that he might be on the spectrum, the less that ordinary, well-adjusted people actually mock him for it, except for Elon Musk. Elon Musk is the kind of guy who, if someone has is genuinely a little bit different, won't feel any compulsion about going all in and mocking them anyway. So I think he, Musk thinks this is funny, and I think it, he loves the memes that are popping up around Mark Zuckerberg from his you know, $8 a month blue tick fans that they're posting all sorts of, um, you know, meme images of Zuckerberg, you know, being a robot or being plugged in or being an alien. And it's kind of borderline because Mark Zuckerberg is a very rich, powerful guy. Uh, so you don't necessarily feel sorry for him. He's probably well able to take it. But on the other hand, it just goes to a mindset that Musk and his his followers have. By the way, Another great irony of all of this is how much this has pushed many of us who would have been critical about a lot of what Mark Zuckerberg was doing into defending him. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because I kind of thought that with all this and especially with the with him, with Musk taking over from Twitter, we're looking at what he is doing to the company and we're almost forgetting the criticism that dogged Meta for so long with the you know the spreading of misinformation and the data sharing etc mm. we've we've almost forgotten about that and we're looking at Musk as this villain and then he's he's just inserting himself into this needless drama between the two of them and it's like who's going to come out on top as the tech giant but then all the while I've read, I've read this quote again at the financial times which I thought was quite brutal um it was a, a an early investor of Twitter, he said, uh, it's a fight for the world championship of relevancy. Who is dying the fastest, Twitter or Facebook? Neither are going to be a key part of the future, but it's entertaining to watch the egos battle it out. You know, you have yeah. that idea of what's going on in the background with both of their companies. Mm. Yeah, I just on that point, on that, the, 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 um, the, the number of journalists are kind of making, I'm not hugely fond of that either. So you will see, for example, a kind of a guardian mindset, which is just get the popcorn out. These are, from their point of view, you see Mark Zuckerberg um, and Google as well have been the the most evil people in the tech world because they compete with the Guardian. So the Guardian's free news. It's a free, it has a free uh, model mostly. Now it has a, a premium membership model as well, but they've always gone in very hard on Meta and Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg because they're more in competition with them than uh, other um, other media groups. Now, that's, that's, that is an opinion. You, 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 I'm not saying that, that there aren't things that Meta have done that have warranted criticism. We've gone in on them as well for those, and people like Rupert Murdoch have as well. But there's something slightly off. It, it's a wrong take, in my opinion, for particularly media journalists and pundits to sit back and, and just say, this is all, uh, uh, you know, uh, an ego measuring contest between the two. I don't think it is. I think there is clearly one 
participant here who is acting like a bully, an edgelord, um, and all the rest of it that, that we've discussed. And there's another participant who we don't necessarily have to like, but who, by and large, has acted um, fairly in a fairly measured way, fairly decently, and who is now calling for everybody just to move on because he understands that the other participant isn't serious about it. Um, you know, so I don't, this kind of tabloid or, you know, uh, media perception, I think is wrong. Okay. Uh, what about the fact that Dana White was getting involved in this? It, this wasn't just mm. being discussed by the pair of them. Uh, the UFC president, no. Dana White, was involved in saying this would be the biggest fight ever in the history of the world. Well, yeah, he probably he would, would say, say that because he's, he's, try, he's trying to hype it up. The The one advantage to the UFC being involved, I'm not really a UFC fan. I'm not actually really an MMA fan much, but the one advantage to them being involved is they are very good at uh, professionalizing events and making money out of them. So from Meta's point of view, what Zuckerberg says or what he claims is that this would actually make money for charity if the UFC ran it. And as in tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions uh, for for good causes. Now, you can take issue with that uh, statement. You can say, come off it, Mark. You have, you know, 100 billion or 150 billion. You can give money to charity if you want. And I, I take that point. Um, but the other thing about the UFC is Zuckerberg does appear to be serious about getting involved with UFC himself. He reportedly wants to fight somebody in the UFC. Now, he would absolutely be crushed if he was, you know, facing, you know, a lifelong MMA fighter. But, you know, somebody who, like himself, only started a couple of years ago, maybe. So his interest in the sport of MMA, if you accept MMA as a sport, and probably most people do at this point, his interest does seem to be genuine. Musk just, it's like a video game. It's its literally like him sitting down with a PlayStation 5 and doing something for an hour or two until he gets bored. Yeah. Where does this end? I mean, for Mark Zuckerberg, it looks like he's hes tapping out now. He's hes not engaging with it anymore. I mean, we'll see, but I mean, this will continue as long as Musk is going to talk about it. Yeah, I, I think it'll end with low-key humiliation for Musk. When I, what I mean is, even if, supposing Zuckerberg doesn't engage with Musk anymore on that, then it's just Musk shouting into the void when even his own followers know that he would get the crap beaten out of him if he actually followed through with it. So there isn't really a way for Musk to come out of this looking manly or powerful or strong, which is kind of what he was hoping, I think, to do. He likes that idea. A lot of the stuff that he tweets talk about, um, you know, the virtues of masculinity and manliness, like Jordan Peterson, him, a few others. They're, they're all into that kind of stuff, which, I mean, it's it's a, it's a creed. I'm not going to get into that here now, but among his own followers, what he has done and the way he's conducted himself makes him look like the sort of the, the small, weak guy who sits on, you know, sits on the sidelines and says what he's going to do if, if somebody ever faced him face to face. And the minute that other person comes into the room, cowers or make excuses or says he has to go for surgery or or says there'll be a change of location, you know? Yeah. It's um, it's not Elon Musk's 
finest there. But look, I've seen a lot of interesting commentary about Elon Musk recently, and and we will presumably get a very good insight when Walter Isaacson's biography comes out in a year or two, because he's a fine biographer. He did a fantastic job uh, with Steve Jobs and and others. Um, but I've seen a lot of reporting now about Elon Musk that he's surrounding himself with people where he's not really challenged any, anymore um, and that he's starting to to go off on on tangents, which I think his friends wouldn't want him to do. Now, he still has a massive amount of credit in the bank. Tesla is still a seminal achievement in the in the auto industry that'll never be taken away from him. SpaceX is quite an achievement uh, as well. It's it's a fabulous uh, achievement in, in relation to disrupting the space industry. But right now, he's just embarrassing himself. Yeah, completely agree. So anyway, uh, all that said, uh, thank you very much, uh, Tabitha, for indulging my mini rant there about Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. And I hope we never have to talk about this topic again. Yes, I really agreed. do on this podcast. But if we do, we will, because that's what we're about. We're about bringing, you know, our listeners and viewers the stuff that they're interested in. So uh, thanks to you. Thanks to Gav Hennessy, who was on sound, uh, to um, Conan Doherty on video as well. And you've been watching or listening to The Big Tech Show in association with Square and me, Adrian Weckler. And we'll talk to you the same time this week. Bye-bye. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.